movie, but it doesn't quite... Now now that you told me that there's some podcast that cropped up calling itself The Movie Boys, starting this show with The Movie Boys leaves the taste of ash in my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'll forget it next week. Well, not next week, two weeks from now. When, when these shows go up, by the next episode, I'll have forgotten about it um, and, and have come up with something. Like, it's two things. It's A, the ash in my mouth, and B... This is like the fifteenth Resident Evil movie we've done, so I'm out of I, like I'm tapped out of of that of reference of, materials of Resident with. Evil flavored movie boy reference. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that. This is Resident Evil Retribution. Retribution. Okay, I I yeah like even the names now. I I was gonna say Afterlife and. Um, and that was the one before, I think. It's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so bad, I couldn't even think of the second one I wanted to say. I was going <laughs> to highlight how these things have like blurred in my brain by the fact I was I wanted to say two titles at once. But before I'd even finished that sentence, I'd forgotten what one of those titles was because it had been replaced by the one you just told me, which I think was Retribution. Yes, it's Retribution. I. Th- we're doing retribution today, right? That's correct. Yes. Resident Evil Retribution is one of the films. It is one of the Resident Evil films. Uh, and is, I think we've been doing them in the right order. Is it too much to ask for a number? <laughs> I mean, like, it, you kind of see that where they want to avoid doing numbers when they plan for really long sequels because it looks shameless if you've got a movie called Resident Evil 10. But... It really would help us out if you could just like like swallow your pride. You're already doing a Resident Evil movie. What kind of pride have you got left? It's going to be a very small gulp. So swallow that down and just number them for us. Because every time we do a new Resident Evil, and I could not believe we're not at the last one yet. Like there's still another one. Yep. We haven't. Which. Yeah, like, I think that one's called The Final Chapter. At least that one's sorted. But in order to do a new Resident Evil movie, I keep having to go back through the podcast feed uh, to see what the last Resident Evil one was and then line that up with... With the Wikipedia uh, the, page, yeah. With a Wikipedia page or something like that, or like Google throwing them up in order or something. Like, just some... I need multiple references to know what we're talking about. Now... Pretty much all of, of my experiences, well, not all of them. There have there, been some highlights throughout our looking at the Resident Evil movies. Uh, but largely it's been miserable. This one, I was really pessimistic, bordering on miserable. Uh, like, uh, the very idea of having to watch it filled me with misery. And maybe that's why when it was finished I, I didn't feel too bad. I was like, oh, that's okay. Your expectations were subterranean by that point. Yes. And yes. yeah. And because I, I think that's really, really interesting because and, and maybe you don't get struck by it. Maybe it's just a difference in how we uh, sort of view and enjoy films or, or whatever. But I, I legitimately thought that this movie, as I was watching it, it was like, oh, man, this is the one that's going to piss Jim off more than any of the others. <laughs> um, and. And here, to, so to hear you say that that, that it really didn't bother you, <laughs> kind of a, kind of a surprise to me, actually. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not a good film. 
No. I mean, it's, 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 it's still, it's, it still has delusions of mediocrity. I would argue so that it that is regard, largely competent, right? That's the thing, yeah. It's, it's competent, it does what it does. And unlike the other films, like there's still a load of waffly bollocks in it, but it is mostly just fighting. It's, yeah. it's like they they kind of worked out that we just well well they can win. do that like, right. I, they can do that right. Yeah, they can get Milojovic kicking things, and they can have people with guns, and they can have people dressed up like monsters being punched, and that's a movie. So they just went full bore action with most of this. And as a result, I think the movie was tolerable, which is better than like the last two, barring the the Albert Wesker scenes in the last one. And they, they retain the actor for this one, although he's not got a lot in it and he's... His role is a bit stupid. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think this one benefits from being very straightforward. Um, it now yeah, as straightforward as these movies. Yeah, well, get. that's that's just it. Like because it is a Resident Evil film, it has to do a little bit of chicanery, uh, just yep. just to maintain consistency. And Off I get that. But it is light, and it it doesn't. Um, it's it's not even that important, so that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just silly nonsense, and it wasn't obnoxious about it. It was yeah. just, oh, look, here we are ripping off Dawn of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead remake, and doing an all right job of it, and here we are with another wacky umbrella plot, probably the stupidest one. It's my favorite. Um, it is absolutely... It is... I have it's such amazing. a love hate. I have such a, a hate on for it. Like, <laughs> I, and and I mean, I I was gonna bring it up when we when we get to it, but I'm just gonna get it out of the way. Jim, yeah. you know how like how horrid and and insulting and painful it is when you work really 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 hard at something. Like and and it's and you find it difficult and challenging, but rewarding when when you can do it well, and then you watch some schmuck stumble into doing it probably better than you ever have. Sure, sure, I've I've been there definitely. We do with this other podcast, right? <laughs> we do do another podcast. Yes, we do. And in that podcast, we try to come up with absurd, fucking stupid, evil shenanigans for a corporation to get up to. We do. Yes, we do. And there is nothing that we have come up with, in my view, that is so crystalline perfect <laughs> as the umbrella plot in this one. And yeah, I we hate him for it. We play corrupt corporate executives with ridiculous... Uh, uh, wasting, w- wasteful, I would say, um, and, and evil, yes. Uh, and impractical. Games. And highly impractical. Uh, and we do that for a joke on the Fist Chuck Marketing Podcast, and this movie did it seriously by accident. <laughs> better. Yeah. That's the, that's the important point, is they did it better, because, no, we ain't never going to top what they do in this film. We're not going to top the waste of money. The sheer waste of money 
coupled with the fact that they're still insisting on it. And the improbable ability to even execute it. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that the further down a whole umbrella gets, the deeper it digs as the answer. <laughs> it's like a... They're like a Godfrey Ho film as in corporate form. Where in a God Ho film, that the problem is always ninjas. And the answer is always more ninjas. <laughs> umbrella is in a unique situation where the problem is just problems and they decide to plan more problems to solve them. <laughs> you just replace ninjas with bad ideas. Oh. I have never seen anyone so into their product. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It's at the point where you've... Where, where you fucked up so bad, you can't run a business anymore because you've killed every customer in the world. <laughs> and yet and you're, you're still, still trying to develop to the product. You're st- yeah, you're still on it. I mean, it, it must be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are, are we ready to do this? As ready as we're going to be. Let's talk about Resident Evil. What? Which one Retribution. was it? Retribution. I wanted to say afterlife again. <laughs> Retro. It, it feels like it. Retribution. Let's go. We begin with Alice in a body of water slowly rising to the surface. And when she gets there, we realize that this is a scene being played in reverse as uh, she flies out and onto a tanker ship where Umbrella Forces, including Jill Valentine, are attacking the survivors of the last film, sort of bringing us right back to the moment it ended. Uh, so, like, Fun fact, though, um, the credit sequence that's playing while all this bullshit's going on, uh, they list the cast, but they only name the characters being played um, that are from the video games. So you get Mila Jovovich, you just see her name. But then you get the actress playing Jill Valentine, and I forget her name, but it's her name as As, Jill Valentine. mm. His name as Leon Kennedy. But original characters don't get the as. Interesting. That's just a a thing. I think it's so that you know damn well who the video game characters are, so that you can be absolutely sure Alice is better than them. Which, of (laughs) course, is the moral of this entire movie series, as we've discussed before. The point is, Alice is better than all of your favourite video game characters, and better than you. Uh, It's either that, or to try and get the audience of Resident Evil fans who... uh, Game fans who, by, by this point, wouldn't they have left... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, by this point, they they left halfway through the third one. And they, uh, I don't think they came back. Uh, my expectation is that the people who are going to see this movie are Resident Evil movie franchise fans. Yeah, I mean, it, it became its own thing, clearly. Like, and it's so, got a, a big separate following. Not to somehow. say that there isn't crossover, right? Like, sure, there, sure. there are going to be people who like both. And maybe maybe that percentage of people get excited when they see Leon S. Kennedy's name come up in the opening credits? I don't know. God, but can you yeah, imagine right. being some being in the audience for this at a movie theater and just hearing one person in the room cheer when they see Leon's name? <laughs> There's a sad thought. How does this film go, anyway? So then there's a, an ever-so-helpful recap of the prior films uh, with our standard narration from Alice. 
so I'm just going to give yeah. the short version. Uh, Alice was an employee of the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella Corporation makes a virus which contaminates its research facility, causing its security AI to indiscriminately kill infected and uninfected people alike. Now, you see, it's important that we bring up the AI in this introduction because we haven't seen the Red Queen in a long-ass time. So that's actually legitimately important exposition. Well. Well. I mean, it's all relative. (laughs) I mean, I'll give you a shorter version of events, right? Nothing of consequence really happened when you think about it. In fact, don't bother thinking about it. Just watch 90 minutes of some zombies and kicks. So the virus spreads all over the world. Umbrella, for whatever reason, continues its research. Alice is infected, but, but she's better than everybody in this world, so she gets powers instead of getting killed by the virus. Uh, yep. She tries, so good. She tries to take down Umbrella when they refuse to leave her and her friends alone, and she confronts its CEO, Albert Wesker, who takes away her powers, but then she wins in the end, but it wasn't the end. That's where we are. And yep. then... We get to see the scene we just watched play again, but in forward instead of in reverse. And at well, normal it saves speed. on film, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they really got got their money's worth out of this sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked expensive. I'm glad did. they they I'm glad they used it twice. Uh, and it, so it ends with her sinking into the water right where we started, and she wakes up in bed wearing a wedding ring. And seemingly disoriented, as her yep. husband, who is Carlos from the prior films, is getting the ready The one who looked work. a bit like George Harrison from uh, the original, well, not the original Mummy, but like the nine, the Brendan Fraser Mummy. Right. He, he was the George Harrison-looking guy. And now, like, this fucking shit again, right? This stuff again. Well, this is, yeah, this is the bit, sorry, um... Amazon X-Ray called it the homage to Dawn of the Dead. Um, yeah, this is the rip-off bit of the Dawn of the Dead remake. It is. A and movie I, I, quite, I like quite a fair bit. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. And, uh, and, and actually... Shit, but, but I liked it quite wh- a bit. Wh- while we're talking about Dawn of the Dead, uh, uh, George Romero uh, just sadly passed away. Uh, very Did he? Re- yeah. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks, I think. So, oh, I must have missed that. Oh, yeah. well, that sucks. Yeah, that's it. So uh, that, that was a, a interesting guy, interesting filmmaker. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I actually, I, I film um, the way he does because I like the idea of just filming a load of shit and then hoping the editors can fix it. <laughs> like that, that I, I respect that. Yeah. And it, it leads to interesting, like, Shots. And, you get unexpected results when you when you do that. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's something I've sort of this scatter gun first and then pick up the pieces. It, it's it's a style he used to great effect in his films and that I sort of do now because it, it is fun. It's a fun way of doing it and hectic and weird, but you get very interesting results. So, but this is now you know just sort of the re- return to the head fuckery because they do he does this every film, like every one of these movies has this sequence where it's like, hey, wait, what's happening? This doesn't make sense. Why is she waking up here? Yeah, and we're not talking about Romero anymore. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm sorry. We're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're we're talking about fucking Resident Evil again. And yeah, what's his? Was it Anderson in it? Yeah, Anderson. Anderson's responsible for these ones. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's the one who likes to do the weird head fuck. Oh, look, it's waking up and weird. Um, I think, honestly, it's just because he realized he'd fucked up his his like movie world so much that there was nothing really to do other than more apocalypse. So that's why we have this whole thing. It's just so that we can have some different sets and the trailers can look interesting. Well, but this the the thing is is I, I gotta give him some credit for these little twists because they are always incorporated into a, a core plot element of the game or of the film, right? Mm. So you know, you have the uh, the one where she wakes up in a place and fights a whole bunch of people and then she dies, right? In one of the earlier films, and then you come to find out, oh shit, they'd made they made a whole bunch of clones of her, and they're just dumping them, yeah. right? And so, and and it's it's much the same in this one in this case, in that what's happening here is a, effectively a demonstration of the core, I guess, hook gimmick of this particular movie. Um, in that. Uh, this shit happens a lot, apparently, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, it, it is the, the sort of the Dawn of the Dead ripoff of start of the infection thing. Um, and uh, Carlos is getting ready for work. Alice also has a daughter in this scenario, uh, which has a, a hearing disability. Uh, they, they gave her a name. Uh, I honestly can't remember it. So just uh, I don't know. We'll call her daughter character. We'll call her Newt. How about that? We'll call her Newt. Newt. Yeah, I like Newt. Newt's yeah. good. Uh, suddenly a, a zombie attack breaks up this adorable domestic scene, and Alice takes Newt and hides in a closet. Uh, then cut together for movie trailers. This stuff looks really good. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then then breaks through the ceiling up to path to the attic, and they escape through a second story window to find chaos on the streets. And a car pulls up, and oh shit, it's Rain Ocampo! What? She died movies ago. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Re, sorry, Rodriguez. For those uh, who are correct in not remembering any character names from this film yep, series, you were making a wise decision. Um, and uh, I guess she probably wasn't doing anything. She figures really nah. prominently in this. Uh, so. Alice and, and Newt get in the car, and the three speed off, and there's not a whole lot of time for chit-chat, uh, as Rain almost immediately flips the car. <laughs> so Alice and Newt go into another house and hide in a closet, and Alice heroically attempts to sacrifice herself for her child, uh, bursting out of the closet and leading a zombie away, and in a, a stroke of luck, the, the zombie f- falls off a balcony and impales itself on a railing. Um... But then Carlos is there somehow, even though it's like clearly several buildings away. And he's a zombie too, and he does that sort of Las Plagas mouth thing and eats Alice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember Carlos doing the Las Plagas thing, and all I could think of was like, imagine how that looks before the CGI. <laughs> Of, of these people playing Las Plagas zombies who are supposed to have, like, leech-like tentacles coming out their mouth. Like, whenever one of them does that, really, in real life, they're just walking toward Mila Jovovich going, oh, <laughs> with their mouth as wide as possible. Like, it's all I can ever think of. <laughs> so Alice then wakes up on a floor with the Umbrella logo on it, wearing a napkin. 
Because Again. Yeah. Again. A computery display tells us that she's there for an interrogation, and it eventually comes as a question from Jill Valentine, uh, which is, uh, why did you turn against Umbrella? Um, Alice responds with her own questions, but they're answered with screechy noises that irritate her. And then... Oh, I thought that was just the whole film. We're given an impression that time has passed, and then there's another question, uh, who do you work for? And again, Alice just... At, I mean, you, you look, do a little quid pro quo, just answer a question for them, and maybe they'll answer one in response. They won't. But um, she gets more screechy noises. Yeah, one of the things that no one ever learns in this movie in any of them is that there's about 50 humans left. Let's just get along. <laughs> Let's just sort it out. So more time passes and then more screechy noises. And then like, who do you work for? She asks, like there's 50 humans left. Like, and, they, and, how, and how would they You'll not get to know them in that? 10 minutes? How would they not know these, this, this AI that is informing Jill Valentine's awareness? How would umbrella not know? That there's like 50 people left. The movie needs to happen, I guess. I guess that's the reason. So someone hacks the computer all of a sudden. And it announces that the security system is disabled and opens the cell door and gives Alice some clothes. So, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, When the system comes back online, so does Jill. So she's all robot controlled, I guess. Yeah, she's uh, got the red thing. Got that red gem on her like chest. Like in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, and she observes that Alice is now outside of her cell, so she activates the laser grid. Uh, the iconic. Yes, the world famous laser grid. We all cheered when we saw it come back. And Alice flees Just from. Just cook the floor at once. Like all the floor and walls and everything. <laughs> if you can. If you can put lasers in there, you can just have a setting to where it's a giant corridor oven and, and just cook her in there. And, and really, if you're investing in a laser grid already, put one at each end of the hallway. Exa- yeah, one at each end. <laughs> small it. holes, really small holes. <laughs> and then just squash them together. But no, it's one at one side, so you get to run out the open door at the other end which she does and it exits into an intersection in tokyo crazy what you've Uh, got to be fucking kidding me i thought we were in middle america now it's it's completely empty there's no people there uh alice arms herself with a bike chain and then uses that to open a police cruiser's window and get a pistol. She didn't even try the door, if I remember. Nope, she just went right for the... She didn't even the, try. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Petty vandal, a thug. Uh, the computer then announces Tokyo system initialized, and it starts raining. And oh, no, it's like a simulation, isn't it? It is like a simulation, and people start populating the intersection, and one of them turns out to be a zombie. And Are it they looks all clones. It, it looks just the, the one who does. She looks just like the one that that started the Tokyo outbreak, like a movie or two ago that we were shown. Oh, Jesus wow. fucking dog food. And so an outbreak starts, and uh, Alice starts running, and she flees into another open hallway. Uh, but she's got to do fighting first. Oh, and, yeah. 
So uh, she fights a whole group of zombies. Highlights include kicking an ejected clip into the face of an oncoming zombie, and uh, there's a bunch of backflips, so that's fun. Yeah, she's using the bike chain at one point, like smacking them with the padlock. Yep. Um, also, lots of uh, blood going everywhere, but not really on the walls until the last shot where the blood is suddenly all there on the walls when it wasn't before. So th- there's one. Also, yep. the, the K-pop zombie... Uh, I saw this one on X-ray. Uh, sort of disappears and comes back whenever is convenient for the yes. Scene. In some some parts of the fight, she's just not there. The the one dressed up like a K-pop star. Yeah, that, or a J-pop star rather. Sorry. That sequence was not particularly well edited. Um, they, I don't no, know how they no. how they did that. Um, then Ada Wong sneaks up on Alice. Oh, wait, oh, no, I've got I've, another fact about I've that. Jumped, I've jumped a whole lot ahead, too. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I've got a fact about Ada Wong. I'll save it. All right, you'll save it. So she overcomes this small horde, and another door opens. So, I mean, like, why is that door opening? Oh, right, that's, uh, right someone's hacked this thing. So that's someone's helping her from the outside. Um, and she runs through it ahead of a, a much larger horde that's chasing her, and she finds an empty room that's only empty because all of the desks are impractically stored in the floor. And they all rise up from the floor, and they're full of dead people. <laughs> but there's no time to question that. because there's This also... is what people didn't see. <laughs> this is what people didn't see when they voted for Wesker, saying he's going to run America like a business. <laughs> they didn't fucking see this shit. Spoiler, Wesker is literally president by the end. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's president by the end of this film of about 50 people. There's also a gun rack to peruse and uh, and Alice, but Alice really needs a combat knife. That's her first go-to. She goes straight for the knife before any of the other stuff, yeah. And, and you know, some people in the audience clapped because Yay! they remembered knives from Resident Evil. Oh, she's going to do a knife run. Yay. <laughs> uh, then Ada Wong sneaks up on Alice and they have this little standoff. I've got and... a fact about Ada Wong. Yeah, oh, please. Tell me about original voice actress. Yes. O- original voice actress from the video games. Uh, Dubbing, the yes. live action performer. Uh, who, I, I looked her up and I want to say she was in something else I'd seen, but maybe she wasn't. <laughs> I don't, who knows? I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Not important. Uh, and, Resident and... Evil as a movie series is like this thick, viscous gruel that just blends into the rest of the movie industry. So you could have seen anyone in in any of these films in a dozen places and you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Wong says that neither she nor uh, Wesker still work for Umbrella. Uh, Wesker's got a much better gig now. Uh, he totally divested himself of all of his holdings in Umbrella uh, before mm-hmm. he took this new job. Uh, and uh, Wesker appears on whatever monitors in the room Alice doesn't break because she hates Wesker. Uh, and he indicates that he, he... chooses a really big one that's too high up for her to kick. <laughs> he indicates that he and Wong are Alice's only chance to escape wherever she is. And it turns out that where she is is in the Prime Umbrella testing facility. And Tokyo? Well, that was just a very thorough simulation consisting of a few blocks of city under a 300-foot ceiling with weather controls. The purpose purpose of this facility 
simple, according to Wesker. Very, very simple. Now sit back. It was to create outbreak simulations for cities around the world. It's not just this one Tokyo environment, which were then used as marketing materials for the mortal enemies of the hypothetical victims of the outbreaks to create a biological arms race. Did you get all that, listeners? The simulations were commercials. They invented cloning to do, co- to do, to do live-action commercials yes. to sell viruses to Japan and Russia and America and, and whatnot and, and, and destroy the world eventually as, a, as a, an unfortunate after-effect. And n- at no point did anybody watching the commercials think, how much for the clones? Because that's good tech. <laughs> and and the, 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 the suggestion that Wesker makes, the other, other justification for this, is that there's no way to test this in the real world. Which, okay. On some level, y- yes. Someone you don't like in a cage. But, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's how you... That's how you test it if you're an evil fucking scientist. You, get you, a couple of zombies, put them in a cage, and then push someone you don't like in it. And yeah, you get you set up a control group, you do some statistical analysis. Like, you don't... You don't There's feel- no other way. We need... There is no other way but to create city blocks with weather control. Like, we're fucking Mysterio. Independent biomes and multiple... Oh, yeah, yeah, Tokyo's just one of them. They've got a whole Moscow. (laughs) Different cities, whoever they wanted to sell to. How much were they getting that they could afford to clone and build (laughs) entire cities and then sell the virus to those cities? Well, they got a really good deal on the real estate, apparently. (laughs) Must have done. It is a the base itself is located in northern Russia, and it was a former Soviet nuclear nuclear uh, submarine base. So I bet they got it for a steal. But uh, but yeah, then then they did some renovation. (laughs) Not yeah. Wesker looked at this, thought bit of a fixer upper, (laughs) but uh, liquor paint, liquor paint, and some weather control. Oh, and and. Let's have about 500 clones. No, no, 500 clones today. Uh, So, Allison and Ada will be getting some further assistance from a strike team that's infiltrating from the surface. And we get to meet them at this point. Uh, And they include Leon S. Kennedy, Barry Burton, uh, and the returning hero from the L.A. movie, which was like the second or third one, I can't remember, uh, Luther West. Now, we learn from them that there's a two-hour window for escape before Umbrella will be able to get reinforcements to stop them. So their computer nerd breaks into the security system to let them in, which... I'm not sure why that was necessary if Wesker's already in the system, but sure. Uh, I guess we needed to establish it's, that they have something... a computer guy with them. Yeah. Uh, it, it is activity for us to see. 
Um, Leon sets up some explosives to blow up the base when they leave. And they descend into the facility on a massive elevator. And, and now this, here's the thing about, you gotta, you gotta realize about the Umbrella Corporation. And I think that this really explains a lot about how the world got into the state that it's in. Because it's about details, right? You know, it's about it's about yeah. thinking of all of the elements and, and having a sort of holistic approach to your business. Uh, and for whatever reason, despite the fact that they built several large biomes underground with weather controls, uh, a massive cloning facility, and they put their fucking logo on everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they want that... Uh... That tr- sorry, that umbrella logo everywhere. The elevator which descends into the base still bears the insignia of the USSR. <laughs> so you missed that one, did you, Wesker? What else did you miss? <laughs> I like to imagine every day Wesker used that elevator and saw that USSR thing and just thought, like, every day he thought, I've got to get to that. <laughs> I've got to get to that. By the time he's in the break room with his coffee, he's forgotten again. <laughs> it's not until the next... No, it's not until home time. He's going back up to get to his car and he's like, ah, fuck. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will order the repaint. Back in the control room, uh, Wesker drops one little further nugget on Alice, uh, letting her know that Jill Valentine is hunting them down with Umbrella Security Forces. As the Red Queen is now, I guess, I guess the Red Queen became CEO when Wesker left. Why not? Uh, the Red Queen's Why not? Con- controlling Umbrella and, and has decided to kill everyone on Earth. Yeah. So he gives Alice a route to follow, moving through New York to the suburban area uh, where they will. Oh, oh, yeah, there's a Times Square, New York biome, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, of so course, mo- that's in addition to the suburban America one. Right. We we need different, basically multiple cities per country. Well, and the, the it's suburb- worth it in the end. The suburban thing is just so completely, totally fucking extraneous. Why would you ever unleash that weapon in a place that lacks the population density of an urban center? It because makes you've got no to spend sense. money to make money. <laughs> like this is. This is why this is this is why I'm a successful businessman, right? <laughs> you you got to spend money to make money. If you've got money, spend it on anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Like don't have a plan. Just like if you want to build a fake suburban area and fill it with clones. Do it. Do it and then Russia will give you some money. I mean, or at least a disused submarine base. Really, I mean, when it comes right down to it, you you got to find a way to get your Dawn of the Dead ripoff in. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what it comes down to. Uh, so uh, they're going to move through New York to the suburban area where they'll meet up with the strike team. And then they're going to head to the submarine pens by way of Moscow. And then the Red Queen kicks Wesker out of the system and threatens Alice. So, you know, we got the now we get to see the bad guy. And boy, you know, this is more like an an old crappy video game uh than than Resident Evil. So, I mean, at least it feels like a video game. Maybe not Resident yeah. Evil. Uh, in in the original scene, 
uh, the Red Queen was going to delegate this to her CFO, which was a refurbished MacBook. <laughs> it's just some, something an umbrella employee had lying around, and they thought that'll do a good job. The runner-up was a squirrel. So the strike team gets into the facility and starts taking out security patrols as, sh- as they go along. Uh, the Red Queen observes them also, so she sends some, some people to go deal with them. Uh, in the New York environment, the Red Queen unleashes a pair of axemen on Alice and Ada. Um, then fighting happens, and they, they defeat the axemen by using a combination of fuel from a tanker and a, uh, exploding a taxi cab. Uh, so yeah. in Blow res- up the big men with the axe. Yeah. And in response, the Red Queen sends Jill Valentine to, to deal with them while turning her attention to the strike team, which are now in the Moscow environment. And she sends them a bunch of, and, and it is stated, Las Plagas undead to deal with. It's worth noting, I don't, while we have seen the Las Plagas thing in, you know, like the, the mouth thing in yeah. these movies... I don't believe it has ever been explained that this is technically different from the T-virus. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the movie cared. I don't well, think the no, movie but cared it, about explaining it. But it is one also, of those Also, I things... don't think it knows what the Las Plagas is. Oh, yeah, no, it because... does. It does. Well, they're not undead. The, they, they seem to... Their idea of the Las Plagas is they are still zombies, but they can use guns, so we can have a shooting sequence. Yeah. While the Las Plagas uh, are more of an invasion of the body, it's an entirely different thing. Right. Uh, but of course, I think the movie just wants to keep it simple, so it's like, no, they're all zombies, but these ones get guns. And yeah. they're called Las Plagas because they've got guns. I think that's what happened, is they just... I don't even know how related to the tentacle thing the name Las Plagas is in this movie universe. I don't know quite how related that is. Well, I, I, mean, they, I really they do, think it comes down to guns. Well, they do tie it back a bit at the end. Um, but it, it's just, it's so, because there's never, never any sort of explanation that these things are somehow different other than they have a name. Um, yeah. And it could have just been thrown in just to keep the fans happy. Yeah. But those three that, that still stuck with it. So, uh, Alice and Ada hit the suburban environment, but the strike team is late because they're dealing with the Las Plagas. Uh, Alice sees some movement in one of the houses and goes to investigate, and inside, she finds a dead clone of herself. And we realize that the suburban scene we saw earlier wasn't actually a dream sequence thing, but actually did happen. And Ada explains that Alice is one of 50 basic templates for clones that are used in Umbrella's simulations down here. Uh, moving upstairs... Only 50. I admire the restraint of Umbrella <laughs> right? there. <laughs> moving upstairs, Alice finds Newt, who understandably mistakes her for her mother because it, they're clones. And uh, then we cut back to Moscow, where things aren't looking so hot for the strike team. They're pinned down in a shop in Red Square, and their hacker guy tries to find them a way out. So they're still struggling. Lots of fighting. Uh, Alice sort of examines the suburban house, seeing that there, you know, here in this version of her, she was apparently married to Carlos and realizes that while she knows that this is all a corporation's insane test, uh, Newt wouldn't get that, uh, uh, probably wouldn't even be able to comprehend the reality. Uh, so she deti- decides she's going to 
take this child with her. Uh, Going outside, they are met by clones of Carlos, uh, Reyno Campo, and James One Shade, uh, who's the commander from the first Resident Evil film. Uh, The one who got all chopped up and gridded by the lasers, right? Yep, that's the one. Uh, Gunfighting happens. Realizing that they're trapped, Ada gives Alice a pair of glasses, which she says will give them a route out, uh, and also provides her hook shot and some cover for Alice and Newt to escape. Alice gets wounded somewhere along the way, and Ada manages to survive a multi-projectile rocket launcher. So, that good for her. Uh, this is. Well, she shot a thing. She shot the floor. Yeah, she shot out the floor and 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 she hit shot underneath the, floor. the explosion. Yeah, like you. Because explosions explosions don't travel down. You see. Floorboards are the ultimate enemy of the explode in nature. Right. In nature, the natural predator <laughs> of the explosion is the floorboard. So if you hide under there. The explosion ain't going to come. It's going to just look at the floorboards and think, I want no fucking part of that. I'll blow up the rest of the house, as we see. I'll, I'll, in a fiery conflagration, I will destroy this entire block. But uh, anything anything below sea level, no. Uh, it's, no. It's dark down there. I don't know why she went down there. It's spooky. I'm an explosion. I'm not going down there. Someone tell Wes. This sort of uh, MIRV style, you know, multi-explosive conveyance missile that they fire, um, and I, I could have brought this up with the X Men earlier, because Men earlier, because this is another one of the examples. Uh, I wish the X Men were in this, <laughs> uh, where where it's, you, there is the sort of giveaway that oh yeah, that's right, this film was shot for three D. Which... Oh yeah, they. Oh yeah, don't you worry. When the X Men are there, uh, uh, like earlier in the film, one of them again throws their axe at the camera. Right. So we get the. I I will say. Right at it. I will say to the film's credit, it it accomplishes it more subtly. Oh, it's way less obnoxious in this one than the last one. Yeah. Way, way less. Um, I, and it's and you can still see how it's all there and, and how it would all look in 3D. I didn't watch it in 3, but I can absolutely see how it would work. But yeah. it doesn't well, this trample one came upon out... a, a standard viewing experience much the same yeah. way that it has previously. Well, like, 3, 3D had a very brief window of being the it thing. And then movies still do, like, Movies still do them, and and we're still doing them, but they kind of learned after that initial excitement period that oh no no these things still have to be watchable. Yeah, yeah, and they like, don't like the three D is cool, but but people still need to watch our films, and they and it, they need to be able to watch it not in three D. Like it can't be so reliant on the gimmick, and 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 I think that people have learned how to employ the gimmick in more effective ways to where it doesn't overshadow other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so credit where credit's due. Uh, while it's kind of obvious at times, it's certainly not horrible for the most part. It's about as subtle as a movie like this is. Could be is capable of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, so the strike team is still fighting the Las Plagas in Moscow, uh, and their hacker maps a, a route for them. So that, the, like, really, we just get from them lots of shooting. And I mentioned this just so you know that the film hasn't forgotten about them. They're in it a lot. It's just all they're doing is shooting at zombies. Most, yeah, most of their them. film, 
most of their film is shooting with zombies. Um, Alice and Newt go to a subway station where they meet another rain clone who seems nice. So Alice immediately gives her a deadly weapon and leaves Newt with her. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the strike team is following their route when the hacker is eaten by a liquor. Just, just yeah. chops him right down. Uh, and I will say... The CGI in this one, due to a combination of the liquor having a lot of um, craggy detail in it, which always looks better in CGI than anything that's smoother, uh, and also it being quite dark, and also the movie having caught up with technology a bit, the CGI liquor in this one, not too bad. No. Not too shabby at all. In fact, I, I, could, I would be willing to say that it's good enough that I could have presumed that some practical... On top, or some CGI on, on top of light practical was achieved for some of it. Um, it, it is absolutely 100% CGI, but they did a very good job for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, this ain't Avatar. The lighting and everything helps. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, gr- it, yeah, it's not top tier CGI, but it's, it's certainly better than what this movie's done before, and it's actually somewhat decent yeah like yeah yeah that's okay also this movie is the first one in the series not to have any of the uh the cerberuses in it or the cerberi oh that's right yeah i think no zombie dogs in this one do we maybe see a clip of them in the flashback exposition at the beginning (laughs) maybe i don't know but i i I know that this film all that all all i know for sure is this film doesn't have which is unfortunate because that's the thing that they always did well i thought or at least relatively well they used to slap some fake like, blood on a dog, awful and... on a dog, yeah, and and it, it looked quite spooky. Uh, no time for that now. We've got to fight gun zombies in Russia. So as the group, uh, which now for our purposes uh, consists, I mean, it, it really it only it only for in terms of importance to the plot, it only ever consisted of these people, but now it's literally down to just them. Uh, Leon, Barry, and Luther are all that remains of the strike team. Uh, and they're facing down the, lo- the liquor when it's struck by a Rolls-Royce Phantom driven by Alice. Which, if you're going to pick a car to run over a giant monster, eh, okay. Well, it's Alice. She deserves nothing. Nothing but the finest. Nothing but the finest. Uh, Do you think she was really going to drive around in that shitty police car from earlier? Oh, no, she was just going to smash the window. And she certainly wasn't going to drive around in a Hummer like the chase seed that they're about to reference uh, from yeah. the games. That's silly. She's all style. <laughs> um, so every- she's better than video game characters. Video game characters can have a Hummer. This is Alice. She gets a Royce. So everybody in the car... Uh, there's some catch-up on who's alive and who's dead and who's probably alive, even if you think they might be dead, when uh, more zombies begin chasing them on motorcycles. Or Las Plagas. Thank God. Uh, And uh, gunfighting happens. They drive through an exploding van. That's kind of a cool effect. I bet that actually looks pretty cool in 3D. Um, The liquor also joins the pursuit. And they drive into the subway tunnels to try to escape it. Um, and, and, and to reunite with Newton, the rain clone, who are already down there. So uh, they do that. 
and use Ada's glasses to find them a path to the submarine pens and ultimately freedom. And it is like the most convenient route ever. Like, it's very direct. It's like, oh, we just go to this tunnel and follow it for a little bit and we're there. Nothing else in these movies has ever been so direct as this. Uh, Again, part of the reason why I found this one the most tolerable. <laughs> uh, everything's just that little bit more straightforward. Unfortunately, the Red Queen shuts off the power and sends something else to attack them. Oh, that fucking wanker. Uh, with nine minutes left, uh, and... and at this elevator, unable to lift it up. Leon still doesn't seem all that concerned because <laughs> he has a backup plan <laughs> uh, centered around the explosives that he'd planted outside. Um, and bef- But before he can explain uh, this plan of his, a liquor shows up, attacks Barry, kills the rain clone, and runs off with Newt. So... Alice resolves to go after her against Leon's strong objections. Uh, Luther decides he's going to tag along with Alice, but then he gets suddenly shot as Umbrella Security, led by Jill, arrive on the scene. It's a real, like, sudden action thing. So Alice goes it alone, while the remaining strike team holds position at the elevator. And after a very long walk down a hallway where we're reminded that Alice is injured and that she's very serious about looking for this little girl because she gets all dramatic at finding her backpack. Uh, we yeah. uh, This this whole sequence, by the way, she's just being Alan Ripley. Yep. Well, yes, yes. That's the this, like, okay. I mean, the calling calling that that character Newt is. Well, yes, that's pertinent. That's yeah. And, and that's why I really thought that this would be the breaking point for you. Because <laughs> I know how much you love aliens. I do love aliens. And to see um, this so I just utterly <laughs> shameless in its outright theft. I think, honestly, it's just the fact that the movie demonstrates that it does know what good movies are. <laughs> And that is enough to impress me at this stage of the Resident Evil series of motion pictures. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay, so they've ripped off Dawn of the Dead here, they've ripped off Aliens here. Um, it's, 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 it's like they've seen other films and they're just doing them. And then adding in, like, gunfights and kicking. Okay, that's better than what they've been doing. It's better than when they try and, like, be original and have ideas. They should just stick to ripping off other films. So the, the strike team is totally pinned down by Umbrella Security. Um, and it, it occurs to them that, hey, we really ought to be on the elevator when whatever Leon's plan happens because that's important, apparently. Because they've never explained the plan yet at all. So it's just like, oh, no. we need to be on the elevator. Okay. That doesn't seem like a particularly great defensive position, but fine. You've got some time-sensitive thing. Okay. Uh, but that's not really that defensible, that elevator. So someone is going to need to deal with these umbrella guys. And Barry, who is, as we said earlier, wounded, uh, he volunteers. Uh, yes. So he's going to sacrifice himself for, for the others. Alice finds a long shaft with strange pulsing pod things that... Boy, that's not familiar at all. 
and a liquor up at the top of the shaft. She hook shots up. <laughs> that a, a liquor that's, at the top that's of when the it shaft. worked. Right. That was completely unintentional. The liquor is what made that work. <laughs> uh. She hookshots up to the top of this shaft and, and seemingly kills the liquor with a lot of fanfare, but not really any actual effort when you consider how hard it has been to put these things down so far. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just kind of, kind of a, uh, a downer way for it to go. Yeah. Bit of a letdown, just sort of plonk. Uh, but then there is kind of a pathos to that. She pulls Newt out of one of the pods and also grabs a bandolier of grenades from a corpse that's stuck in another one. Now, uh, here's here's a question that I have. How many of these fucking liquors do you think are just wandering around in the facility? Just wandering around? Uh, given umbrellas... Because you can't like, imagine like that they're all behavior. that effective in, in hunting down everyone they've ever released into the facility, right? No, they don't seem very effective at all, to be honest. <laughs> like, they don't... They get some kills in, but they don't really do... Because it's an Umbrella product, they don't really do too much before they, they go down. And, but I'm willing to bet there's about 200 liquors per simulation. And maybe for all... And most of them... <laughs> most of them don't do anything. Yeah. They're just wasting money. I mean, and maybe for all practical purposes, when you consider what the Red Queen's stated goal is, uh, or the goal that we're told that she has of killing everybody on Earth, um, maybe it doesn't matter then that they're running around. Maybe. Like, a, it's a GLaDOS situation where they're just letting the thing go to rot because who fucking cares? Uh, but, I, I mean, I would think if I were a computer... An AI, you know, and, and this is premised on an AI that's finding the most efficient solution to the problem. Or it should be, right? Uh, wouldn't having all of these things running around kind of run counter to your being able to control the environment? I know I'm overthinking this. Uh, yeah, like that's... Sometimes I don't know how to react because... You bring things up that I can't make myself think about, because I if I do think about it, then I'm as bad as the film. So Jill reveals At worse because the film's not thinking about it. Jill reveals that they have a prisoner, and it's Ada. So Barry surrenders, uh, and he gets shot by one. But Barry is a fucking badass. I mean, it, Barry... You know what? It was kind of... It was very stupid, and the guy they've got playing Barry just doesn't work. But that's part of what makes this whole scene sort of glorious. Yeah. It is It is really... It's And it's well shot for what... It's cheese all the way through. Absolutely, yeah. And, and it's... so Cigar in mouth. Yep. Comes marching out. There stands, you know, Eddie. He's points his gun and he gets shot by one and his gun flies up in the air and he falls to the ground and then he sits up, grabs the gun in the air and it's the magnum. He pulls out the magnum and they make a big point of showing the magnum. Catches that and just puts a couple of rounds into one and then gets shredded. And it's... it's, Credit where it's due. I really liked that. I, I, I was pleased. 
Um, yeah, I don't think I got the, you know, I don't think my enjoyment was 100% the kind of enjoyment they were hoping from the audience. Yeah, maybe not. But I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Alice and Newt find their way to a room where hundreds of clones are being shuffled about on conveyors. And Newt realizes that maybe Alice isn't her mother after all. Right about the same time the liquor comes back for more. So that's why it went down so easy. It didn't actually go down. Um, so Alice arms and drops the grenades, luring the liquor to their position and telling Newt that, you know, well, I'm your mommy now. It's like, oh, yeah, that's comforting. Yeah, that honestly, that came off more creepy than anything else. When she was like, are you my mommy? And she's like, I, I am now. I look just like her. And here are all these other ones that look just like her. Uh, and she uses... Saying I am now, like, just say, I, like, yeah. Just, just You're right. say yes. For all <laughs> intents and purposes. Uh, it's, the, it's the now. If I were to guess where she went wrong, it's the suffix of now. <laughs> uh, firing the hook shot, uh, she escapes... The liquor and uh, the grenades detonate and and kill it uh, down there. So it's dealt with. Yay. Leon's bombs go off, causing the facility to flood. And this was his plan. The resulting pressure pushes the elevator, carrying Leon and Luther most of the way to the surface. Uh, Alice and Newt then join them shortly thereafter, kind of uneventfully. I mean, it, I think we're supposed to be all like, oh, my God, but whatever. Uh, they just sort of come out of a vent. Uh, the crisis over. The group escapes safely in some kind of treaded personnel carrier. But all's not safe. And they're overturned by the emergence of a submarine from under the ice. Oh, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. The problems of Alice and her friends. Uh, I hope they turn out okay. In It's Jill and Bad Rain emerging from the sub. Uh, with Ada in cuffs, and we got ourselves a good old-fashioned standoff. Uh, now, the odds shouldn't be even, because there's, you know, like three, four, three people in the group here versus two, you know, and, and, and then Ada being pr in prison, she's not going to be doing much. But to even the odds up, Bad Rain injects herself with a Las Plagas parasite, which Leon recognizes and identifies for all the fucking good that does us as viewers. <laughs> it makes her invincible. Again, it's for, the, it's for the video game people. There's no explanation like, oh, of what this it. thing is. It's just, uh, oh, she's putting this thing in her. Uh, but it makes yeah. her invincible. And lets her push bullets out of her fingertips. <laughs> Which is... Like, this is the most fucking impractical parasite. Why wouldn't it just push them out through the holes that they made going in? Like, everything else that does this shit. It's no less badass. This is just stupid. If... And this is what I was thinking when I saw it. Like, it would would have been cooler if she'd have shot the bullets back out through her fingers. Sure. Like, that's a cool visual. I'd have And that's that. cool enough that the impracticality of it doesn't really come up. Because you're like, oh, she's shooting finger guns. That's cool. The fact that they do just sort of flop out of her hands onto the floor. Yeah. It also yeah, they, provides... She could have just popped them back out. It also provides, like, a good reason to keep shooting her. 
you know, yes. because seemingly this will slow her down to some extent as she, you know, has to push the bullets out of herself. But instead, you know, if you if she fired the bullets back at them through her fingers, they'd be like, oh, shit, maybe we shouldn't be giving her ammunition. Like, you know, yeah. Just, it's at this point you really start to learn that the the stuff Umbrella was working on was not worth the clones <laughs> and the simulations and just the sheer expense. So Jill has a staff that she's armed herself with and uh, Alice has some sort of snow pickaxes, I guess, that she grabbed from the vehicle. And fighting happens. Uh, Jill's kicking the shit out of Alice. Rain's kicking the shit out of Leon and Luther. Things fly at the screen because this was shot in 3D. Someone at NetherRealm Studios was consulted on some X-ray bone-breaking effects. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. They just totally, while they're ripping stuff off, they do the, like, the, the bone break cam from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just once. Oh, no, no, they do it three so, times. They do it three times. It, oh, I'm... A, yeah, it's... I was looking out for it after I saw it once. Each, and of, I'm, each of the good guys gets one, gets one uh, from Because oh, I saw from it Rain. once, and I was like, oh, okay, let's see if they do that the whole fight. But I... Yeah. Maybe I was like tabbing out or something and missed the first two and saw the last one or something. Yeah, it was. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to remember who. It comes up in a second where one of them is specifically shown to uh, demonstrate that Rain has killed a man with a punch because it hits him in the, the chest and it stops his heart. Uh, gotcha. So it, it, we'll get to that in a sec. Let's see here. Um, Oh, and but uh, the other one of those two, I, I think it. Well, it's not Leon. Leon gets uh, like his arm broken, and so they show that, and then it's uh, Carl, not not Luther. It's Luther that gets his heart stopped, and um, and then later Alice gets punched and, and and it tries to do it to her, and it doesn't kill Alice because it, of course Alice is better than everybody. Well, she's, yeah, she's too good for the sinful. Uh, but before that happens, uh, Jill's choking Alice and pushing her into the active treads on the overturned personnel character, or carrier thing. Uh, and Alice pulls the robot spider off of Jill's chest and then shoots it as it attempts to scuttle back in their direction. Yeah, why was it a robot spider and why was it so easy to pull off and why didn't they just whack some duct tape over the top of it? All excellent questions, Jim. Um, yeah. but- oh, wait, wait, I know the answer to all of them. Umbrella Corp. Uh, so yeah, Rain, Rain, uh, Rain stops Luther's heart with a punch. Then, uh, Rain tries to pull the same shit on Alice. Both of these get that 3D, or that X-ray treatment. Um, go with what's working, I say. I mean, it, why not? But it doesn't, it doesn't work. And while Alice is writhing on the ice in pain, she makes the observation that there are zombies under there. Uh, then Jill tosses Alice a gun, uh, cause those have been real effective. But she does. Ha- Alice does have a plan. Uses it to shoot the ice below Rain's smug ass feet, dropping her into the yeah. water. Michelle Rodriguez says, "Like no man alive can harm me." And then uh, Alice says, "I am no man." And then she shoots her out. Drops her into the water, where a growing swarm of zombies drag her down uh, to the depths below. Uh, yeah. Where I guess we just assume she's there forever. I guess. Just she gets torn apart by zombies underwater forever, just regenerating and then getting ripped up again. 
a helicopter arrives to pick up the survivors and Alice falls unconscious, which, you know, would be uh, typically when Anderson would decide to fuck with our heads a bit. Um, But she comes to on the helicopter with Newt and Jill watching over her. Leon tries to make a move on Ada, but she's not really feeling it. It's kind of awkward. Arriving at the White House, which is heavily fortified... Alice meets with Wesker in the over Oval Office where he's, you know, behind the president. I guess he's president. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he had a string of bad business ideas <laughs> and then ended up somehow in the, uh, yeah, in the president's chair. This, uh... After, like, like yeah, after, after a massive disaster. Oddly prescient, this film. Yeah. Um... He does his zip-around speedy move to surprise Alice with an injection of the T-virus and then explains that he's restoring her supernatural powers because she's the weapon he plans to use to save the human race, which now consists entirely of the people in this bunker. Yep. As the heroes and Wesker look out from the top of the building, there is a completely fucked Washington filled with zombies and a lot of flying monster things. Yeah, a lot of flying things that just, again, speak so highly of the ego of Umbrella that they are basically flying Umbrella logos. (laughs) Their wings fanning out red with the Umbrella sort of webbing. They're flying Umbrella logos. And that's how how it ends. Yeah, one flies... An Umbrella logo flies at the camera. (laughs) Roll credits. That's Resident Evil Retribution for you. Yeah, like as you can see, like nothing really happened, but we'll we'll get to that in a moment, I guess. So Conrad, did you like Resident Evil? Yeah. What one was it? Re- Retribution. Retribution or not? Yes, yeah, it's, it's fine. Like inoffensive, competently yeah. made, uh, consistent. That's tolerable. The, these this this fits well within the rest of the films. Uh, I guess when you go off in a whole bunch of batshit crazy locations throughout the course of a f- seven movie run, you get a lot more leeway. Um, it's a solid Resident Evil movie. It's probably better than most just by virtue of how little plot and dialogue and character interaction there is. It keeps things moving at a decent clip. Um, it's buoyed along consistently. Uh, again, you know, consistency is the word. It's buoyed along regularly by action sequences that are not, you know, they're not like the overlong, not all that exciting to begin with ones from Assassin's Creed. They're like... Or Uwe Ball. You know, these are fight sequences... Yeah. Uh, these are fight sequences people cared about. And that's been present in the other films, but it's been accompanied by a load of other fucking toss. Right. Whereas this, the toss was all there, but it had subdued a bit while the fighting went up a bit. And even though the movie is mostly like just copying other films and nothing of consequence happens in it, and it sort of renders nothing of consequence for the other films. I mean, like, you know, we get characters coming back, and we learn which characters die and which characters live, but it doesn't really matter. Well, and, and it feels in a lot of ways like set up for the final confrontation film, that they, you know, knew that they were going to have to wrap this whole thing up. But it doesn't... Yeah. I, I guess it doesn't need to have a whole lot happen to do that, 
and so it's not ponderous on on its setup. It just sort of puts all the pieces in place while delivering a kind of breezy, action-oriented flick. And yeah. I tell you what, that might be why this movie works better for me. Is it's it might be the only one so far that had a clear narrative goal. Yeah. That and be. went for it rather than just meandering about saying, "Oh, isn't Alice lovely?" But it's also, um, I, it doesn't work as a standalone necessarily. I think you had to have some quite. investment in the I series. I think they to might have it. liked for it to have been a standalone. Yes, that's I the think, thing. I think they were trying to press the reset button on it, but it's so mired in its own law yeah. that you, yeah, like like it would probably not it, it's not like i care about the characters or have retained enough knowledge of the prior films that i'm into the story but i think not having even a single clue who anyone was would have made me hate the film more right it would have just made me anxious and upset well because it would be very clear to the viewing audience that i'm supposed to recognize this person and and I don't. Yes. I don't know yes. who. I have no. Yeah. So that would that would be a real problem to try and, and view from that perspective. But as a part of this series, uh, it very easily could be the best film as a film in that series. I guess is the way to look. Yeah, at Yeah. I mean, as something that doesn't like distress me to watch, it's better than the others. It's low in its aspiration. It's, it has, you know, like, which is not to say that it's not ambitious because it has all of these sort of big location firefights and, and those are, you know. It's, it's ambitious in, in action film terms. Right. It's not got lofty goals or anything. It's just lots of explosions, lots of slick fighting, lots of, you know, things being driven, stuff being shot monsters happening and yeah it does that okay so i guess it the, does that okay I, I guess the unfortunate thing about this movie is that i would almost like to tell somebody yeah this ain't bad you could watch this this is kind of entertaining but i know that i then have to tell but you have to watch these four <laughs> fucking other movies first it's not worth it. yeah that's it's not worth sitting through everything else just to watch this one and tolerate it <laughs> when you can watch just like a lot of other tolerable B movies. Or even good like zombie find, movies. There's... Yeah, you just find any sort of zombie movie, action movie, monster movie. There are so many better examples that I could almost guarantee you've not seen all of them before you would get to a point where you'd need to see this thing. Yep, that's pretty much it. I think that's it. Yeah, it's it's the best of a bad lot, but it's just not worth getting to. That would be my final assessment. Yep, I agree. Well, well, so what are we okay. doing next time, Jim? Well, we, well then. We didn't, we didn't discuss this beforehand. We didn't discuss this beforehand, but... Uh, oh, God, that stupid siren's going off again. Now my dog's going to mimic it. It's the saddest sound in the world. Anyway. Um, I have an idea. I. Oh, you had an idea? I have an idea. Okay, because I was... I made uh, a tentative selection while you were giving some of the summary, but if you've got an idea, I'll hear it. Well, I was I was thinking maybe it might be time to do Tron. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, let's do Tron. 
All right. Very cool. That's far better than Blood Rain 2. You've dodged a bullet for both of us. <laughs> well, temporarily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've, it, it's a stay of execution. <laughs> um, but Tron's a very nice idea. All right. Yes, I'm very much into seeing Tron. So let's do Tron for the next episode of the spin-off Doctors. Uh, A.K.A. the Movie Boys. It was our name first. And that's that. Uh, thank you, Conrad, oh. for being with us here today. Always a pleasure, and, Jim. Oh, it is. It's such a pleasurable time that we have when we, we talk about our bad zombie films. <laughs> and you can follow Conrad on Twitter, at Conrad Zimmerman. You can, um, what else can you do? You can listen to the podcast we mentioned earlier, Fist Shark Marketing. That's fistshark.com. Or you can look it up on iTunes. And I think that's about it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time with Tron. Bye. Bye.